The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent closed-cell PE EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 141 of the Golden Mike Podcast. I am Daniel DeMano, the noise of the North, recording from my boathouse studio on Lake Sawyer in beautiful Windermere, Florida. You better grab your sunblock now because it's time for a little audio sunshine. Hey, all stop what you're doing right now. Before we go any further, I need your help. Did you know that writing a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts is the easiest way for you to help this show? And right now, I can honestly use your help more than ever. I know that none of us are really that busy right now. Well, maybe you are. I don't really know. But please, please, if you could, head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search The Golden Mike Podcast. Once you've found us, if you could give us a five-star rating and write just a couple of kind words, that would be really appreciated. Seriously, I'm not asking for a college essay here, just a sentence or two. That's really all it takes to help raise the profile of this podcast and push it to the top of the charts. Remember, my mission in life is to help continue to grow our favorite water sports, and I can't complete that mission without all of your guys' help. All right, in today's super special episode, we've got returning guest John Dryling stopping by the Boathouse Studio for a truly impromptu conversation. The episode is special for a couple of reasons. First off, this is my first interview since all of this craziness started. You guys saw that I had uh, pretty much stockpiled, or you heard that I stockpiled a handful of episodes. And uh, I was planning to record more as soon as I got back to Florida in mid-March. But bam, uh, everything just stopped. And I took the quarantine pretty serious. So seriously that John was really the first guest at my house in nearly three months. John came by to take a ride behind my brand new boat. Well, it's actually a previously loved or previously owned boat, but new to me. It's an awesome ski Brandella. My girlfriend Jane and I acquired this beauty just before the pandemic hit, and we got an insane deal from the crew over at Midcoast Customs. Big shout out to my man Jarrell Foltz over there again at Midcoast Customs. Uh, those guys are in Illinois and in Florida, but they will take care of you anywhere around the nation. They specialize in graphics, and they crush it in the automobile, boat, and fleet rig wrap business. I'm talking about those serious 3M wraps. They change the look of your car, your boat. Anyways, thanks again to Midcoast Customs, who are a new sponsor of the podcast, but longtime supporters of not just the Golden Mike, 
but Feed on Fire South and Twin Lakes Corn Fest. Let's get back to John. John Dryling uh, was one of the first people that I got to pull around the lake behind the new ski, well, behind my previously loved ski Brendella, and it was so cool to see him get so expressive behind the tiny wake. He ran a short line. It was a stretchy rope, and seriously, he was looking like an old-school rip rider. I can't wait for you guys to see uh, some of the really cool stuff that, that John has in store, honestly. And right now, those good times can be a little hard to come by. Uh, but don't worry, guys. The cool thing about boating is that you can still do it socially distant uh, as long as you keep your crew small, and that's what John and I did. After we rode, uh, John had two sets. I took one for those who are counting at home, and I was also trick skiing for the record. We sat down outside the Boathouse studio, and we decided to record. It just felt right. We we talked about his quarantine and how he spent it. We chatted about cable parks reopening here in the southeast and around the U.S., the WSIA Summit and how John believes he can help bridge the gap between riders and industry execs. He even touches on what he believes is holding the sport back and how he thinks and what he thinks it's going to take to help it grow. It's interesting stuff for sure. And again, I can't wait for you all to hear it. We will get into all of that here in just a minute. But before we do, I do want to remind you all, in addition to listening to all of the episodes, all 141 episodes of the Golden Mike Podcast, please share us. Remember, we're available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're also available on multiple podcast listening applications on Android devices, also SoundCloud, and I've got my own website, noiseofthenorth.com. You can listen to the podcast anywhere, and so can your friends and any other water sports enthusiast that you know of, so please spread the word. Also, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, I'm talking about social media. Follow the Golden Mike Podcast. We're on Facebook there. Personally, I'm on Instagram at Dano T. Mano, so get on it. Folks, we'll be right back with John Dryling right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. A quick break from one of our awesome sponsors. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you all about Lead Wake. Longtime listeners already know that Lead Wake is responsible for creating the best ballast bags in the entire industry. In fact, I can personally attest to this because I threw over 200 pounds of Lead Wake in my brand new to me boat. I've been able to create the smoothest and most crisp wake I've almost ever ridden. But did you know that Leadwake also started making high quality, hand washable and reusable face masks? Head on over to leadwake.com right now to see their entire collection. And you feel good knowing that 10% of proceeds from each mask they sell goes directly to First Responders Fund. As always, Lead Wake offers free shipping from anywhere inside the continental United States. And when you buy nine bags, you get the 10th bag free. Check them out online, leadwake.com, L-E-A-D-W-A-K-E.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. John Dryling, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Boathouse Studio, Lake Sawyer. How you doing, my friend? Dude, I'm doing great. I mean, it's been a 
we've had such incredible weather out here in Florida. It's uh, it's kind of a bummer that we're on quarantine, but thankfully, you know, all the the lakes are still open and they're letting us get out on the boat. So been able to soak up some of that sun and have fun out here. And for me, do something different. It's kind of was forced into it, but I've just been embracing it and loving it. So it's been good. Well, I I will say that um, you have. Um, I don't know, broke the, I don't know what the, the term I'm looking for here, but the hiatus maybe. I actually haven't recorded with anybody since, I think the last time I recorded was February 28th. It was uh, right before this whole mess happened. Um, uh, people were starting to talk about it. I was actually up in Wisconsin. I flew flew down here around March 11th down here to Florida, and we've pretty much been, been locked down on quarantine ever since then it's been uh it's it's been pretty wild we're, we're pretty lucky down here though it's been been so beautiful so how's um how you and i were actually together right before this whole thing went down as well we're going to talk about that but what have you been doing say like mid-march up until here we are mid mid-may yeah well i've uh just taken the time to i guess kind of try to plan out the year as best i could or come up with uh different different projects I could work on obviously things changed a lot um with contests all being canceled and that sort of thing so I've just been trying to kind of refocus and structure my year and even just like my life I guess and kind of get a little bit more caught up on some of the at home things considering the fact that I you know I'm traveling so much I just kind of put together a schedule and you know, I well, I guess I should mention I got a dog, so that changed a lot. And uh, oh yeah, uh, we got a, we got a cat over here. <laughs> yeah, so it it was actually planned before the quarantine, but it worked out good timing. But um, you know, th- having a puppy, you have to be on a strict schedule with taking him out. So. How strict were you guys with the quarantine in general, though? Um, I think we were. I mean, I I limited things for sure. I you know still try to be able to go out on the boat and wakeboard. A little bit, but I kept it just to one place. So I only went out with Gavin Gilio, um, and he only had me out there. So um, just you know, my household and his household would were the only um, places we would really go. And yeah, so I tried to keep it strict and do my part, but at the same time, like try to keep wakeboarding and not go too crazy. Uh, and it was cool because they were like strict as well. well. I want to talk a little bit about how it's affected. Um industry as you see it because on the boat side I've talked with a lot of dealers and and some the dealers that I've talked to um you know people are still trying to get on the water you know uh they want their boats people want to buy boats the people who have money um the dealers are affected but at the same time uh they're as busy as they can be um and I know State by state, there's a lot of different um, regulations going on right now. And with your position um, in the industry, I mean, where you work and whatnot, I mean, you're, you're dealing with cable parks. So remind everybody um, w- what, you're, what you're doing, who you work for and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so I'm basically a sales rep for uh, what was formerly, formerly known as the Wake Park Project. Now it goes by Blueprint Adventure Co., and it's basically uh, consulting and, um, oh man, how do you say this? Like, I mean, we basically consult and distribute anything you would need for cable park. So we can build you a cable park from the ground up with everything you need from all the way from the cable system, the features to the POS system and the rental gear. 
Um, so even, you know, your checkout software. So we work closely with parks still after they're open with spare parts and, you know, kind of just sharing the knowledge of one park to another that we all can learn as an industry together to make, you know, cable parks more successful. And so um, I do talk to a lot of cable park owners and um, obviously uh, they've been forced to shut down. So there's been a lot of negative effect as far as that goes. Uh, but most of them are staying really positive. Um, we like to say that that you make all your money from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So we're just hoping everything is back up and normal by Memorial Day. Um, but, but some of the parks are starting to open right now. And I know Georgia has looser rules than Florida. And Florida has looser rules than Illinois, right? Yeah, so they're definitely like Florida and Georgia parks are, are mostly open. But I think that um, parks are worried people are still concerned to go out and go to the park even if they are open like new customers are a little more hesitant it's just another barrier for them to overcome of like yeah well i don't know what the i mean imagine you've never been to a cable park you don't know what you're getting into an amusement park is probably the craziest place for germs and that might be what's in someone's mind so there's another battle to overcome but i think that most parks are staying positive and it should i, I think you know as long as there's no second wave we should be okay. Thankfully, this happened in the wintertime. So, so. I, I'm guessing at this point now, you've probably been to OWC to ride, or have you, have you, are you still holding off? No, I've been to OWC to ride. Okay, and what about, have you been any other parks? Have you been up north to Valdosta or anything yet? I have not. I mean, I went up there during the quarantine because the cable actually got struck by lightning, and I brought some spare parts up there, and we tested the cable out and stuff, but I haven't been up there while they were, like, open to the public. I've I think I've only been at OWC. I have been to Nona. Nona so what are what are like some of the measures that you're seeing at the parks that they're taking to um, um, to help you know make things easier, or better, or more comfortable, or safer? Yeah, well, they have like a parks I've been to. I've had a bucket of bleach like next to it, and every time they get the cable, the handle on the rope, they dip the handle in this bucket of bleach to try to disinfect it. There's lines everywhere for six feet apart. Um, I've seen like. Like the owner of Nona Real is going around and just like pretty much all day he's just cleaning stuff, uh, just moving around for hours, just cleaning nonstop uh, with disinfectant wipes and just different I don't know different sprays and stuff. So they've definitely stepped things up as far as that goes. They have uh, like Nona does not take cash, which I thought was a really creative, good way to like you know a lot of people say cash and uh, money spreads the most germs. Right. So it was a really creative way to like. I would never have thought of it, I guess. It would have been overlooked. So they're doing, a, they're thinking about everything, I think. Uh, but their aqua parks are still closed. And, like, the climbing tower at Nona is still closed. So they started slow. And they even started, like, Nona started with just members, season pass holders, so that they can make sure that we, uh, who are comfortable being at the park all the time, follow the rules because let's be honest the season pass holders are probably the le least likely to follow the six foot right. distance rule they're just it's like they're home to them you know yeah. they're used to just doing whatever they want yep yep but now now you're the one like now the season pass holders are i mean just like pro riders are the ones that are gonna have to like set the tone at these parks and and be the ones who uh show everybody you know the ropes <laughs> yeah so it was cool that they did something like that where they were like only season pass riders so they could like make that a point and make good habits and be like you guys are the role models and uh and they also did like only two hour passes and stuff so those are very all cool been cool so let's let's talk a little bit about um wsia summit uh that happened at the end of february um and we were out in california um lake tahoe it 
uh, my third year going uh, to the summit event, you know, the industry summit for those listening. Um, you know, ba- basically this is an event where the heads of the industry, you know, the uh, CEOs and the presidents of all the companies, cable parks, um, wakeboard and ski schools, uh, the media, everybody comes together. Uh, you, you, you leave your badge of your brand at the door because at this meeting, um, it's, it's all about uh, prom- how we're going to promote the sport, protect the sport, grow the sport, stuff like that. Uh, this was your first uh, year attending Summit, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, so um, before we kind of get into, um, uh, you and I sat in, in an actual meeting, and I, I kind of want to talk about it. It was a pretty important meeting, too. Um, before we talk about that, I just want to know, like, what, what was your impression of the Summit in general? And why did you go? Yeah, well, I guess I went because, um, you know, I'm working, I'm kind of doing both working in the industry and riding in the industry as an athlete. And I was, I mean, I'm super passionate basically about just growing the sport and trying to, you know, help out and do what I can off the water as much as I can on the water to put the sport, push the sport in the right direction that, you know, I hope it goes in and think is, is best, I guess. And so... I um, I went really just to try to, you know, sit face to face with some of these people that I, I maybe haven't had time to talk to. And um, I mean, mo- first and foremost, I went to learn. I went to learn a lot that I know there's a lot that goes on that we as athletes don't necessarily see. There's a lot that goes into these bigger decisions. And so I went to just like absorb it all this year and, you know, take it all in so that I could, you know, take what I learned and try to think about that apply that throughout the year but then also you know maybe the following year be able to go back and um speak you know what my own thoughts are and what the writers think are um and in the end i would love to try to help bridge the gap between the writers and the the companies in the industry a little bit because i think that both both sides don't see the full picture and it's hard to compromise on something when you don't even know what the other party's struggles are and what they're having to deal with sure and so i was just hoping you know that i could go and just check it out so that you know maybe i can convince some other riders to go next year and we can help try to bridge the gap and work together just to put push the industry in the right direction i think there's 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 so many webs off of this that um that that we can go into right now and um you know you and i sat in a meeting which was um about growing the sport and what it's going to take to grow the sport. And it probably was one of the biggest, um, it was probably one of like the biggest meetings of the day. I mean, there were so many people from so many aspects and the positive thing that I saw there is that, um, the, the commonality between the manufacturers, the athletes, the organizers, the media, everybody wants to, everybody does want to grow the sport, right? Um, but there's a lot of ideas being thrown around the room, right? Um, where's your, where's your head at um, right now? Because here's the deal: like I think you, you come from a different kind of a place. You, right now, you're I, I feel like you kind of represent the the cable side of things. But you guys definitely are bringing a whole new kind of view um, to the sport. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, I know you do have a history in water sports a little bit. You grew up you know going out recreationally and and riding with your dad a little bit and your family behind behind your boat but that wasn't what you took serious you're 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 an elite 
uh, uh, wake park rider. You're a guy who has been in every position. You've helped, uh, you know, organize, announce, judge, um, and even meddled at, at these events. So I, I feel like on the cable side, um, you know, you definitely, your head is in a place where I think um, you've got some great ideas and some great concepts and stuff, but what do you think? Where Even since the last time we, you were here on the podcast, where where are we going right? Where are we going wrong? What do we need to do? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say it was really encouraging being in that meeting because um, a lot of ideas were thrown out and a lot of people were kind of thinking, I think, the same the same thoughts. I, I believe this was the first year that this meeting happened at Summit. Um, obviously, it's my first Summit. That was my, uh, my understanding, but um, it was really cool, I think, to see, especially like really competitive boat companies, you know, all in the same room trying to work together. Obviously, there's different ideas on where that should go. Um, and I think that it was it was a lot more boat focused at this meeting specifically. Um, I, I think, though, that, you know, there's a lot to talk about boat and cable and if they should separate, if they should be more together. Um, and I just think that we all need to work together more and promote things and just, you know, encourage people to get on the water in any way they can and have fun doing it in whatever way. And I think that um, I know, you know, I guess maybe what you could say is is wrong per se or like what I don't necessarily agree with is I know a lot of these uh, riders are on contracts that they have to ride this boat, like the top prestigious boat, they have to promote it. And I get that as a marketing stance or whatever, but at the same time, I don't think that's necessarily helping the sport grow and get more people in the sport because it's just such a barrier of entry. Well, okay, but I've got to ask you about this, but like before we jump into the the whole, you know, the boat thing, because yes, there's definitely the argument that the the expensive boats are the barrier, um, but I'm going to bury that in a minute because we're going to talk about what we did today, you know? Um out on 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 my personal boat you know what i mean but the i want what i want to ask you first though is what about the cable riders and the boat riders because i feel like like boat riders will go ride the cable and but they don't take it serious and i feel like a lot of cable riders have zero interest in ever riding behind a boat yeah i would agree with that and i think that there's you know, that's causing some of the divide, I think, um, between things. And, and the sport, you know, would, I think, do a lot better if we worked together. Um, and, and there was maybe more overlap. But I think... John, you went a while, though. You went... When I first met you, I I literally thought you were a boat rider because I announced you a gravel tour, but it turns out you were just the cable kid coming to ride in the boat. I, I don't really know why I announced you a gravel tour, but I announced your name one or two occasions over there. Um and but for years dude you didn't you you hadn't i feel like you had nothing for the boat you know what i mean the boat side of things and now you're over at my house ripping behind my little ski brundella <laughs> yeah well i think that you know as, as a cable rider there there is something to say about like how convenient a cable is um because you know I, at least for me i could just go to the cable whenever i wanted ride whenever i wanted um and you it was really cheap you know once you once you pay for that pass at least i can ride as much as i want without having to think about that um and i think that the boat you know 
for me at least, I didn't have a boat. I didn't have those things. Now I think that boat is really accessible for other people who you know live don't live by a cable park and all of that. I, I do think though that, um, man, it's so hard to say, but I guess boat for me was. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer this really. I guess because. I got tired of just like sitting on the boat watching all my friends ride and that sort of thing. It makes me want to ride, to be honest, 100%. I just sit on the boat and I'm like, oh, I just want to go ride and stuff. But then when you go out there too, it's like all I'm thinking about is how much money it's spending per minute. If I crash, it's costing more gas. It's costing, like, it's just so much pressure, I feel like. And everything was like a pressure to just do the next trick. And um, I liked the creativity of all the different rails and, and that sort of thing. Let me ask um, you this though, like, I, and I, I definitely understand that and feel that, but like, um, like, did you, like today we went again. You came in the road behind my boat, and, and well, I guess here it is. I haven't really told too many people, but um, just before the pandemic, my girlfriend and I picked up a little nineteen-foot ski boat, you know, and uh, and it's perfect for for what I do. Uh, I don't need big wakes. I don't need small wakes. I just need something that can yank me around the lake on a disc or trick ski, pair of shoe skis, barefoot, slalom ski, kneeboard, wakeboard, wake skate. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care. But um, but you came over today and you threw five gallons in my boat. And to be honest with you, you could have rode for another hour and we probably still wouldn't have gone through those five gallons. I mean, did you even think for a second that you had to worry? You know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, I mean... And that was just fun because for me too, like, I guess I was taking cables so seriously that going a boat was like, oh, I don't really want to go do these like bigger tricks. It's going to hurt my legs. I'm already sore from hitting kickers, you know? So it was a little bit of the, both. Like I just hopped behind the boat, didn't really have to worry about gas. It was super cheap. And then, you know, it was just more low impact cruisy ride and it was super fun to just do something different. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think recently since this whole, um, virus thing, going behind the boat, I just took a different approach to it and thought, you know, um, I'm just going to go try to have the most fun possible and not necessarily try a 1080 behind the boat or even a 720. And so um, I think that made boat a lot more fun for me. And I think, you know, it, it'd be cool if, you know, more people do that. And hopefully, you know, cable riders see that and are like, oh, I could go do that and have I fun. I mean, you think, if, you think if more people saw what I got to like, you know, obviously you're out riding with me and I'm taking a couple of iPhone clips of you today and they're cool and whatever, whatever. If I post them, I post them. I probably won't. I don't know, but I, 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 it was cool watching you ride and did you have fun? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it was so fun. And even just like, you know, having you throw out ideas to me, uh, different like trick ski style things or like old school style tricks, like, really was was cool and just fun to learn something new so you think it was, it's you, so do you think what it would take is me just giving more access to guys from the cable to come over and take a rip behind my boat for them to to gain that respect or get and, and and if so i mean does that does that help the thing is is like i you know i definitely see the positive side of the cable the 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 um the endless possibilities of ways that you can get so many people out there but look even on my little ski boat right here i could take myself another instructor and four more people you know what i mean i could take i can take six people out skiing if i wanted to teach four new people in a day you know 
um, I, I don't know. I'm, it, yeah, I think that. I mean, I think that's really good. I think it's great to bring people out on the boat and that sort of thing. I think. Um, I I think all those stuff are great, and there's tons of small stuff we can do about you know bringing people on the boat. But I think in the end, we just need to you know promote having fun and riding like riding anything you know riding behind a jet ski just being out on the water it's the lifestyle that i think we've kind of got away from and we've got so into the contest side of things but like man it's just fun going out and chilling on the boat and hanging out with your friends trying something new whether it's a hard trick a different grab or like even just hopping behind a trick ski you know like these are sort of things that we all can just enjoy to do on the water together and I think there needs to be a little bit more of that pushed and a little less of, like, um, the, con- like, oh, I'll just do the craziest trick. Hey, hey, we're going to take a quick break right here, right now from John. I just wanted to interject with a quick message from our friends over at Wake Responsibly. I'm sure none of this is new information to any of you listeners, but please remember to minimize repetitive passes on any one portion of shoreline. Keep your music at reasonable levels and stay at least 200 feet away from shorelines and docks. And due to the current pandemic, Wake Responsibly encourages all of you to make sure you limit your boat crew to just you and members of your immediate household. Stay six feet away from everyone, especially in crowded areas like the sandbar and over at the dock. I know John and I were great examples of that uh, when we recorded this episode. We had a great time. We stayed healthy and we stayed about six feet apart. So guys, please do your part. If you want to learn more about Wake Responsibly and take their compliance exam, make sure you head over to wakeresponsibly.com right now to check it out. Let me ask you this. Do you think John Dryling circa 2016 would be saying this stuff or oh no for sure not i was so like i don't want to say anti-boat because i loved watching the boat riders but i was not about getting behind the boat i didn't really get it i uh and honestly i didn't you know see that perspective like it's taken you know a maturity i guess to to see it or honestly just uh i don't really care about the contest necessarily or whatever like i'm just gonna try to have fun as i as i just got older like i cared more about that than like the the clout or whatever like you know what i mean the respect and stuff and so i think that um younger me would have been like oh boat just hurts and i don't mean the crashes hurt i just mean like man you get so tired your legs are sore like casing the wake sucks (laughs) and those sort of things that as a novice boat rider i don't i didn't know the difference and stuff and so i think that um, yeah, I didn't have that perspective and I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, like going back to kind of what I, you were talking about with the quarantine thing, I thought a lot about summit and what we talked about. And I think a lot of the older people had that, have that maturity, the people in the industry to see like, Oh, that's what we need to promote and stuff. And I just try to take that in and think about that. And it's gonna And it definitely like let it influence what I do this year. And so for me, it, it's like, I just want to, you know, try to share that with the younger kids who might think the way I thought in 2016 and be like, yo, like you can have fun. I used to get people be like, uh, man, actually going back, I used to have my dad be like, oh, let's go behind the boat. Let's just throw a bunch of people in it and make a big wake. And I'm like, no, it's not like a G23. It's not, a, you know, a big enough wake, whatever. The It's not, it's a little choppy, you know, and just took it for granted. And now I think it's just trying to 
promote like I mean riding rails behind a jet ski like it's just getting out I think it, I think it's about just getting out there and making the best of whatever you have and knowing I don't know sometimes I feel like there was a, a minute in our sport and maybe it's still there and I'm just not seeing it at the moment because I'm I'm not at the events right now because they're not happening it's just got really really serious right yeah, I mean, it for sure got serious. You see all these people, you know, going to the gym and doing more of that sort of thing. And I'm not against any of that. Obviously, I I, I still compete. I try to eat healthy. I try to do all that side of things. I just think we need to get back to a balance, you know. We need to balance the, you know, competitive side of these things and pushing each other as well as just like, yo, just going out and having fun and getting creative. What What was your plan for this year? I mean, were you were you going to get back contest-heavy? Were you uh, working on any um, parts or videos or, or trips or anything like that? Um, I think that I'm definitely working on video parts. I, I actually always am kind of working on video parts, overlapping and different stuff. So I'm working on, like, almost three at the moment, just different stuff, uh, like all different types of parts, I guess. Um, but... I, w- I was going to do those um, anyways, and I'm hoping I can even film film more videos now there's no events. But I was going to do, you know, the bigger events like Munich Mash, Plastic Playgrounds, uh, and then the stuff in America. Um, and I think that now it's just pretty much – I'm assuming all events are off the board until, you know, at least August or the next three months. And so I'm just, you know, trying to think of – different ways to film and um but i I honestly think it might be a good break and a good reset for us i think that we kind of need a reset a little bit in the contest side of things in the cable world um and so i think it'll be interesting to see what all the because me personally i'm more of a social media filmer kind of guy anyways at least that's the way i view myself i love contests and i love being competitive so i do them but um, I don't think it changes too much for me, but I'm interested to see how it affects the rest of, you know, a lot of the contest guys in the cable side of things. And, um, but I think it could be, you know, it could be a really good thing because, you know, it's going to create a lot of, I think a lot more people spending time creating more meaningful projects, knowing that they have time to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Yep. Well, it's, uh, it'll be neat to see, uh, what happens, you know, this is definitely a, uh, uh, a time, an uncertain time, as they say. Um, but I feel like a lot of us are are pretty lucky with with what we do and what we have, and um, and especially being down here in Florida, I think that that's uh, a benefit um, for us as well. And I think the safest thing to do as as this comes out is for us to just kind of sit back and continue being healthy, smart, and safe. Uh, with, with everything, you know, maybe I, I don't know that I'm quite ready to jump fully back into public yet, but um, but um, maybe a few more of these, getting together, taking some rips behind the boat, and uh, you know, chatting it up on the podcast and everything like that. You know, you're, the fir- you're like I said, I mean, it's it pretty exciting having you here. Um, first first guy kind of post craziness, you know, back on the uh, back on the uh, or back in the mix. So. I don't know, man. Is there anything else you want to catch up on today, man? Did I anything else? We uh, I know this was this was impromptu. I I pulled around him. Uh, I pulled around John as as uh, he took a crash out there on the water. I was like, hey, man, you have time. We should record. And uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think it was a pretty cool con- concept because last time we kind of planned out like. And it made sense, like, what to talk about last time. I had two time. pages of notes last time, for Yeah, sure. but going into it, and this time it was more just, like, hanging <laughs> out and talking, which has been fun. Um, 
Man, I don't know what else, what else I have to say, but just... Well, how about this? Why don't you um, drop your social media stuff so people can hit you up? And uh, obviously, I mean, um, if you're riding and stuff, dude, maybe even take some requests on some tricks, you know, like you did for me today. I, I requested him to do some, like... Uh, Wrap toe back 180s or 360s or whatever. Maybe you can get some people to request some some tricks for you. Um, maybe behind my boat or at the cable or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would love requests for sure. Um, so, well, we'll start off with you know my social media. My Instagram is John X Dryling, um, and my YouTube is just John Dryling. And I just started posting a lot more like weekly videos on there. And there's gonna be a lot more to come that I'm super excited about and have in the works. Hey, what do you think of wakeboard YouTube right now? Like we've got, um, you've got uh, the Peacock brothers who are pretty consistent. What about Dave? Did he is he he's kind of mellowed out a little bit on everything, or is Dave David still? David OC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. I mean, I talked to him a bunch. He has a lot of other projects going on, and um, I think that he just well to to be straight, completely honest, I think he's okay with me saying this. Uh, Analytics-wise, he said it, it, it goes crazy in the summer because everyone's, you know, out and they're thinking about wakeboarding. Wakeboarding's on their mind, so they're watching more videos. And during the winter, his views get cut tremendously. I've heard this from other YouTubers as well. So I think he was just thinking, like, you know, I put in the work, I built this thing, but it's not really doing me much good in the winter as far as um, interacting with people. And uh, so he's just kind of posting in the summer. So I think he's saving some content or just focusing on other things. Uh, he has other businesses actually as well that he does filming st style stuff. And so I think he's doing that in the winter to maybe make a little bit of money to put more effort into projects in the summer. So that's, I think uh, we'll see more come back. That's, that's David OC, another Dave, uh, Dave AV. I had, I, I since this is, this is what happens when you don't write down notes. Um, I haven't met Dave AV in person, but I am, I've seen for the last year, it seems like he keeps popping This guy's name just keeps popping up more and more and more with some of the most respected riders worldwide um and i i know you and i had a phone conversation a week or two ago and you said he was staying with you so what's who is this guy and what what's what's uh what's the deal with dave av yeah basically three years ago three maybe four years ago now he started wakeboarding and got into drone flying at the exact same time pretty much and he just loved wakeboarding and loved flying drones and uh, he rips on a wakeboard too. Actually, most people don't know this, but he, he kills it and he does some gnarly stuff, but he also, uh, just is an insanely consistent and, you know, um, talented drone flyer. How did he get so connected with such top level riders so quickly? And then also like, just like the spots too. Cause I feel like, I feel like one week he's at, he's at CWC filming something and yeah. So Dave is from London or not London. Yeah, maybe he is. He's from, like, south of London, and he uh, started filming the Plastic Playground series. And when they wanted to do live streams and all that, he filmed the drone. And like I said, he's super consistent, so, like, to get his run, to get your run, he doesn't miss anything. So um, he once he did the Plastic Playgrounds, other events started calling him up and being like, yo, can you do this event? Can you fly that event? And that's kind of how he, um, you know, took off and got some gigs with that and was able to travel. But obviously filming you know, plastic playgrounds and other events. He's meeting a bunch of riders, super cool dude. And just, uh, amazing drone flyer. And 
you know, obviously it helps too that he lo- he's a good wakeboarder and loves to wakeboard because he gets it. He gets like, you know, the angles of the tricks that you want. So as riders, we all love shooting with him. And um, the last thing you want to hear is like, oh, I missed a shot. And he never misses a shot. And so right. I think it just word of mouth and through events, he met everyone. And now... You know, people are like, oh, I got this project. I'll fly you out here or this event's like, you know, we need you to do this. And so he does a really good job of, uh, he, it's, I imagine it's a lot of work, but planning like, oh, if I have an event here, who can I go out with and film with almost a month early and just use the event to get places? Yep. Um, and then, Piggyback. Yeah, Piggyback. He, yeah, he's been awesome. And he's obviously invested a lot of time uh and his own money i'm sure to travel around and yeah we'll, be at these we'll things hook it up man if he's interested i'm definitely down love to get that story out there for sure oh i think yeah he's so he's in texas right now he comes back in like a week he, cool. his stuff is still in my house so i'll let him know and uh i think he would love to come out here and you know talk I'd like, about i'd like to get some drone shots of me just ripping in the brandella you know oh yeah i think <laughs> i was gonna say that too actually he uh he's been riding boat with me a little bit which he hasn't as much and so we both have been like learning how to jump the wake toe side together switch toe side tantrum switch tantrum and all this sort of stuff and uh i think he would love to come out and just even take a rip behind the ski boat and do some stuff a little different so really cool man all right hey do me a favor um let's drop that social media for us um and also tell everybody how to spell your last name when you do it. Yeah, I was actually thinking if I should do that or not. But uh, okay, so Instagram John X Dryling. That is John J O H N X Dryling is D R E I L I N G. Um, I believe the YouTube is just John Dryling as well. Um, at least you can search my name and find that. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at now, and I... Uh, get, get your sponsors some love, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, in, we're in pandemic right now. Well, uh, I'm sponsored by... Actually, I got a new one recently, Marine Products, this um, boat dealership and in, in-person store. They also do online stuff, so... Um, Marine Products. Very familiar with Marine Products. Yeah, I love those guys. They've been awesome. And uh, Unit Park Tech... Um, and Slingshot Wake, of course, Slingshot Sports. So um, super thankful for all those people. They've been able to make, you know, going from last year, I had, you know, no sponsors when we did this podcast pretty much. Uh, they've been able to kind of make the dream come true and been able to, that's, you know, what allows me to create so much content. So super thankful for those guys. John, thanks again, brother. This was impromptu and uh, it was pretty awesome. I, I appreciate you for uh, ripping behind the boat with me and, uh, and yeah, catching yeah. up on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me out. And uh, for everyone listening, you know, of course, send me requests for the cable. Send me some bow requests. Uh, keep it under 540 on the bow. <laughs> Yo, and, uh, we, get, we gotta drop that. Uh, let's drop that tutorial we shot in my boat. You remember the? How oh yeah, to, yeah, how for do sure. You, uh, do you want to save that for the podcast or do it just right? I don't know. Just I don't really know, okay. guys. We just can post it up. twice, right yeah. now and later. John does a tutorial on how to tie a loop in a rope to shorten it so it works perfect and then you can take it off easy if you get what i'm saying yeah but yeah if you guys have any questions feel free to dm me on instagram i'm always available you know we can chat it up and uh thanks for tuning in appreciate all you guys listening there it is that's it that's all my friends i will be right back with just a little bit more i'm talking about the closer right here on the golden mike podcast oh yeah With the boating season beginning to start up again, why not use this time to make your boat just a little more special with Roswell Marine. 
Visit their website, roswellmarine.com, to check out their selection of towers, tower accessories, marine audio, racks, and everything else your boat needs. Roswell's motto is quality without compromise, no matter what. Right now, I'm sure everyone could use a little reliability in their lives, and there's no better feeling than opening up a package from Roswell Marine and knowing it's going to perform reliably from the moment you install it. Whatever you're looking for, be sure to use the dealer search function on their website to find the one closest to you. And that website, again, is roswellmarine.com, www.roswellmarine.com. SeaDeck Marine Products is creating American-made products while supporting local mom pond installers. And these installers are all over the country. They'll gladly come to your house, clubhouse, boat storage unit, or wherever you possibly need SeaDeck, and they'll digitally measure, design, and install at your convenience. Just visit SeaDeck.com, that's S-E-A-D-E-K.com, because you might just be surprised on how quick and reasonable they really are. Your family, you, your crew, and most importantly, your boat deserves SeaDeck. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano. And we are back. You know, we mentioned in the interview that if you guys had any trick requests for John to do, whether it's on the cable or behind the boat, you guys should totally send it over to him. You can slide into his Instagram DMs at John X. Dryling, and I know John spelled it out for you guys. You can also uh, look at the title. Also, you can check out his YouTube page, which is simply John Dryling, so that should be easy enough. And while you're at it, ask him to upload that rope tying video tutorial he did on my boat. Uh, it's pretty useful information, and you guys can get an exclusive look at my boat. Uh, that's two birds with one stone. Actually, I know John posted that content on his story feed on Instagram uh, back when we recorded this thing, so I don't know if you guys caught it or not. But anyways, scope it out and enjoy. Meanwhile, I know we could all use some live events in our lives. Sadly, as of right now, to what I know, most have been put on ice or postponed, so I'm not even going to announce any breaking news that I've heard because it seems like every time I do that, it just gets postponed again. Anyways, I will tell you that I did get the opportunity to do a little VO, that's industry speak, for record myself from my couch at home, the 2020 PWT Digital Qualifier. Check it out. ProWakeboardTour.com, ProWakeSurfTour.com with our friends over there at Supra Boats. I got to voice over the wakeboard and the wake surf digital qualifiers. So if you're looking for some competitive content, head on over there. That website again is ProWakeboardTour.com or ProWakeSurfTour.com to catch the latest. So the qualifiers have happened and coming up real soon in the real near future. I want you guys to keep your eyes open because stop number one is going to happen and it's going to happen digitally and your boy is going to be the voice behind it all. Oh yeah. As for Feet on Fire and Twin Lakes Corn Fest, the update is that there is no update as of now. We're still trying to make it happen in some shape or form. 
Uh, we're talking to the community. Uh, all the organizers are coming together, the sponsors, the athletes. We want to listen to everyone, but in order for us to do that, it'll take some time. You can stay up to date on all the developments at tlcornfest.com and feetonfirebarefoot.com. On Instagram, follow Twin Lakes Cornfest at tlcornfest and feetonfirebarefoot at feetonfire.barefoot. I promise the second that we have a plan in place, which we're starting to get there right now. We're just waiting for a few more words, but I'll be letting everybody know exactly what's going to happen. And that is a Dano the Mano guarantee. And it seems like I've been giving those out a lot this year. All right. I do want to thank you all for listening. Enormous thank you to John Dryling and all of the sponsors of the Golden Mike Podcast. Thanks to SeaDeck, Marine Products, Active Water Sports, WSIA, Roswell Marine, Boulder Boats, Masterline, Centurion Boats, O'Brien, Ledwake, Slingshot, Conley, Radar, Ronix, Hyperlight, GoPuck, and Midcoast Customs. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jane leaving the office, Arthur Shabashavich on copy. And Rich Walsh on sound. That's it. That's all for me, folks. A reminder, follow me on Facebook, the Golden Mike Podcast, on Instagram at Dano T. Mano. Message me there or at GoldenMike at NoiseOfTheNorth.com. For the love of God, please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcast and leave a five-star review. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. As always, I am the Noise of the North, Dan Mano, and you can hear me next time right here on the Golden Mike Podcast.